Hello and welcome to another episode of Altitude, where we talk to the founders of future high-flying companies in Latin America. I'm your co-host, Brian Reckworth. And I'm your co-host, Tomas Rojo. Today, our guest is Vicente Savarse, founder and CEO of Yami. Vicente was born and raised in Venezuela, but went abroad to study in the U.S. during his university years. He quickly found his way into their booming startup ecosystem and went on to join Postmates' user acquisition efforts in Silicon Valley before moving to be a director of user acquisition at GetAround. His experiences led to a light bulb going off where he realized that there was an opportunity to combine an all-in-one app with delivery and transportation for countries that don't have a consolidated digital infrastructure. That's how Yummy was born. Part of the YC21 batch, the Super App recently raised an $18 million Series A to accelerate their growth across Latin America, and they have presence in five countries and counting. Vicente, glad to have you on Latitude Podcast. Welcome to Altitude. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. And great, great talking to you, Brian and Tommy. Same thing, Vicente. So let's kick it off um, with a very simple question. Can you walk us through the problem you're basically trying to solve with Yummy? Totally. So I think the way I saw it, you know, I was I was born and raised in Venezuela before moving to the U.S. And what I saw was really a lack of an e-commerce or digital platform existence really in Venezuela. And in LATAM in general, even what exists is not that developed. And so I decided to start fixing it in my own country first. And the goal was we were going to start as a food delivery app just because it's what I knew how to blitz scale really well, but with the goal of always turning it into a all vertical platform or really the mission was to become uh, the best friend of the Venezuelan home. And the idea was that from those verticals that we would build, we would find one or two that were particularly interesting for the rest of the region and we would start expanding to the rest of LATAM with it. And that's exactly what we did uh, within our super app we ended up finding uh, Yummy Rocket, which is our own supermarket with our own micro-fulfillment center network that we ended up starting doing delivery in 15 minutes. And with that vertical, we started expanding and we just launched in Peru, Chile, and a few more countries uh, coming. But we really saw that this solves a real kind of supply chain problem that we see in a few of these countries. And for Venezuela, for the super app alone, it really gives an opportunity to actually create an e-commerce landscape in Venezuela while creating a ton of jobs. At this point, we have over 5,000 gig economy workers in Venezuela across ride sharing and delivery, which is, which is really special. But that's ultimately the problem we were trying to solve. That's great, man. You, you were named uh, one of top 100 innovators in Latin America by Bloomberg Linea, which uh, begs the question, how do you personally define innovation? I don't think it has to be this like futuristic look in the world necessarily. I think to me, innovation is whatever creates value from thin air, something that was not there before. Um, so value creation and not value extraction. To me, that is true innovation. I love it. And we always say in Latin that in Latin, founders are solving problems for the 99% of the population, right? So if you're creating value for the 99% of the population, that's probably even more more impactful, right? Cool, Vicente, like as a trailblazer yourself, who are your role models? Are there any other founders out there that you particularly look up to? Yeah, definitely. I think I would start with, I think when I was in college, uh, I really looked up to Elon Musk and Jack Dorsey, the, the things they were building at the time um, with Twitter and kind of the beginning of Tesla was 
really amazing to see. And honestly, what inspired me to believe that this value creation from thin air was one possible, but also a path that, that really excited me and what I really saw myself doing. But then in terms of founders, I uh, look up to now that I've been in the journey. Um, Ross Lipson from Dutchie. Um, I don't know if you know him, but uh, he's been a particularly helpful founder to me and I know him personally. And so he's just been an amazing person in, in my personal journey and has taught me a lot as a founder. And Carlos Garcia Sotati, uh from Quebec, mainly because he's Venezuelan as well. And I think what he's been able to build as an immigrant in Mexico is truly incredible, not only for the region, for, for, the, for, for the world. I think what Carlos is doing is really uh, challenging this idea that startups in LATAM are for LATAM. I think startups for LATAM can be for the world. Um, and, I, and I hope that that's, Quebec is the beginning of many of those examples. I think it's a great example. I mean, they launched in Turkey, right? I mean, I was with him in Miami at a conference and when he told me he was going to Turkey, I was just like, man, that's that's just next level. And Carlos and, and Lori, his sister, they're both friends of Latitude. So I'm glad you gave them a shout out. So you're Venezuelan. That's obviously, it's it makes sense to be inspired by another two great entrepreneurs that are, you know, building an, an incredible business uh, from Venezuela for the rest of the world. Um, you know, you, cho- you chose to go back home to build your company there. What are the particular challenges in the country's tech and startup landscape? I think the, the first challenge is definitely there wasn't a landscape, right? Like e-commerce was happening in Venezuela via Instagram and WhatsApp. Basically, people would find the merchant in Instagram, click on the bio link, which would redirect to a WhatsApp conversation. You would receive a, as a customer the catalog or menu item if it was a restaurant. And then after a you know, 10-minute conversation, you would end up sending a screenshot of your proof of payment. And then they would finally you know, send you the delivery of, of the goods in whatever time frame that this hypothetical merchant had decided worked for them. And so it was really how do we build uh, a behavior on top of that? And so there was a lot to do in terms of teaching the user, teaching the merchant, teaching the, you know, the person doing the last mile logistics, teaching that three-sided marketplace to how, how things should really work. That was the main challenge. Um, convincing the three-sided marketplace that we were the solution, um, I think, was challenging on its own right. Venezuela doesn't have the best connectivity, um, and so I think that has led to, say, not a lot of, of computer science talent in general and a lot of startups. And so we typically hire from more traditional companies, really successful and amazing companies, but that are not native to the startup grind and, and digitally native fully necessarily. And so it was a challenge of how do we build a company with great talent that has never done this before for the most part. Cool, Vicente. And here I have to ask, with the tensions and the political landscape in Venezuela, were there any repercussions to your business? I think the main repercussion was that when I first came out with the idea on a deck, no one would fund me with like my face and a presentation. And so... I think Yummy, given where it started, it just required really high conviction from, from me and the early team that this was going to work and that the resources that we would allocate from our own personal savings were going to get us the required traction to show the world that this was possible. And then there was an amazing opportunity just staring at us here. Um, that was the main challenge. To us, you know, the way I see it, Regardless of who is in power in any country in the world, 
basic products and services need to exist. People need to order food. People need to have a good way to move around. And that's never going to change regardless of what's going on in the country. It was the first delivery app in Venezuela, and it was born during the pandemic, right? I mean, right in the middle of it. You obviously presented an opportunity for you to you know, seize on and, and grow, grow the business quickly. What's your advice for founders looking to scale up quickly? Yeah, you know, it's funny. The pandemic piece is actually a coincidence. We started working on Yummy, I want to say in November of 2019. And we were just like, you know, hearing of these cases, you know, uh, across the globe of this new virus. And so to us, it wasn't something that was going to affect us. Obviously, it helped us a lot with merchant adoption in particular, um, but it had its crazy challenges in its own right. I think advice to scale up quickly, uh, I would say perfect is the enemy of the good. I think if you have something that is good enough or you know, the traditional concept of, a, of an MVP or a minimum viable product, you should absolutely go that way. Just launch an MVP, especially if it's, a, if it's an idea that's very obvious. Like food delivery, I think probably like half of the country could think that that was something that could be good in Venezuela. But no one did it, right? And no one, the people that tried didn't do it well. And so I would just say, try a minimum viable product and talk to your customers all the time to, in order to iterate on that early product and build it with them. I think building in public creates such a strong community that it actually creates a really defensible brand over time in the B2C space. That's great, man. And building on that, what do your expansion plans look like for in the next year, right? You have solid experience in user acquisition in general, and you're going against a few giants in LATAM as a whole, right? So how is 20, the, 20, the next year looking for you? Yeah, totally. So I would say, you know, the way we're expanding precisely with that quick commerce play, we're not expanding with the super app, right? We are, the super app is in Venezuela and in Bolivia through an acquisition of, of Jigo, which we just completed um, fully legally a couple of weeks ago. Um, but in the rest of LATAM, our plan is not to enter with the super app, but rather to enter simply with our network of dark stores delivering over 2,000 products in 15 minutes. It's really, Yummy Rocket to us is the largest supermarket of Latin America that you will never need to step into. Um, and to us, that's also a Trojan horse play in the sense that if we ever enter with that and we hit a country with 500,000 transacting users at a point, there's nothing to, that is stopping us from updating the app and showing every single category that we have in Venezuela today. It's almost like we're building the verticals in Venezuela, launching with quick commerce in the rest of LATAM and adding verticals as we go where we see fit to avoid this crazy competition against, for example, a Rappi or a Uber Eats only in the food category. Uh, but as far as giants go, you know, uh, we had the Liberate Hero competition in Venezuela. We still have it, but we were able to win. And we were able to win at a time where we didn't even have that much capital at the time. And so uh, to me, that's just uh, the encouraging piece that, you know, size is not everything in this business and that a really strong player can come in. And regarding the user acquisition piece, if I actually still do our own user acquisition in addition to being CEO, which is probably not a healthy behavior, like very long term, but I actually think it has been a key piece of our early success. Um, it has allowed me to stay close to the users and it has allowed me to, I think, keep this um, kind of unfair advantage of how we grow versus other players. It's amazing. 
Now, B2C businesses, they have this additional layer of complexity, right? That is the sheer scale of operations required to support them. So you have to hire fast and hire well. What's the one thing all the people in your team have in common? I heard this from another founder recently, and I think I really take it with me because unintentionally, it's how what ended up happening in the company. I think in every job, there are, say, people that go to like their nine to five, right? You, you go in, you do this re- repetitive task, this square that was designed for you to do. And then there's the people that I consider lions, right? It's people that won't stop until they kill the prey and finish what was required to do in really innovative ways. And they will go around until it happens and no hunt is the same. And I think that's a very good just analogy to what the behavior of everyone in Yummy is, right? We're all trying to really build the first Venezuelan unicorn. That's a really exciting possibility for us. Um, And we know that it's a competitive space and it requires this massive operation, but it's really rewarding to see when you're able to grow over 50% month over month consistently and where you reach this mass volume and you see this green backpacks in the streets going in, in, uh, you know, size that you didn't even imagine earlier this year. So that's really exciting. I mean, it, just to bring in perspective, this year we started doing 30,000 orders per month with only food delivery in January. And we're closing the year with over 600,000 transactions monthly. And so that level of growth definitely requires only lions to be absurdly rewarding in the company and to be able to grow in the company really fast themselves. Excellent. Well, what's one word that exemplifies entrepreneurship for you, just to kind of cerrar con broche oro? Consistency. I think the, and, and to explain it, I think in entrepreneurship, and this is very obvious to I think everyone that goes from zero to one, you can't really understand it until you live it. But the highs are extremely high and short, and the lows are extremely low and long. And a lot of times the winner is just the last one standing. And a lot of times the majority of startups from what I've learned, especially within YC, startups die because the team gives up. That is the number one reason why startups fail. It's not competition. It's not lack of funding. And so I think all the other things you can find in the world, but I think being consistent and being able to stay with it no matter what is going on is the scarce resource of an entrepreneur. Chévere, man. I like it. Como dicen en Venezuela. Bien chévere. Thank you, man. Thank you for your time and congrats on the business you're building. It's exciting to see. And uh, thank you for joining us on the Latitude podcast. No, Brian, thank you for having me. You have a great thing going with Latitude. So I'm only, I know every, I know a few people, I've seen the people you've interviewed. And so just being among them, it's, it's an honor for me as well. So I really appreciate you giving me the space. Adelante. Vamos con todo. Amazing, man. 